0: Hello and welcome to the Reality Check podcast. Over the next 11 episodes, I will be discussing various topics from my new book, Reality Check, such as human life, reality, the universe, and much more. Why did I decide to write Reality Check? I had just published my first book, Paper View in Print, in which I covered the agenda of a global cult for complete control of the planet and humanity in a nightmare dystopia accurately portrayed in novels like 1984 and Brave New World and movies like The Hunger Games. One subject I had never covered in pay-per-view or pay-per-view in print is the nature of reality, so I thought I would write a book about reality. Our experience of reality is dictated by our perception as I will be describing as this series unfolds. What is a reality check? A reassessment of perception. Therefore, understanding how our perceptions are formed and examining our perceptions is fundamental to any reality check. And I explore all of this in the new book in great depth. Why do people think what they do? How do we think? How do we see the world? How are we manipulated to see the world and current events? Why don't people question what they think? Why do people just believe what they're told without a first thought, never mind a second one? The book explores the answers to all those questions in great detail. The subject of this first episode is the life cycle. Every episode will feature a quote, and the quote for this episode comes from John Lennon. When I went to school, they asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. I wrote down, happy. They told me I didn't understand the assignment, and I told them they didn't understand life. Any examination of human perception must include an appraisal of the education system. Human life in this reality is, for many, an existence. Survival is the name of the game at the expense of happiness. John Lennon's quote is so apt because the school system is merely in operation in preparing children for the workplace as opposed to life, with happiness seen as an irrelevant optional extract. While the sun is shining and large areas of grass and play areas lie empty, children are in maths class learning algebra, or history class learning the names of all seven of Henry VIII's wives. Crucial information for everyday life. Children are taught a fake history, fake science and increasingly today fake biology. Human perception is programmed perception and the base programming is rooted in the education system which is, in classical Wellian fashion, actually in truth, an indoctrination system. Children are taught that truth only comes from authority, which means by extension also the mainstream media who repeat authority's lies. A good memory equals intelligence and to conform to the norm. Only people with more exam passes than you can tell you the truth, you can't work out the truth for yourself unless you've also passed a lot of exams because that means you're intelligent when all it really means is you have a good memory for information and facts which you don't even know are true or not you have assumed that they are true and this is why the central theme of reality check is to question everything then one great and glorious day you leave school And you go out to the wonderful world of work. And everything's different now. You don't have to get up early in the morning with your mum or dad telling you to get ready for school. Now, your alarm clock or your partner is telling you to get up early to get ready to go to work. If you don't do what you're told in school, your teacher is angry with you. If you don't do what you're told in work, your boss is angry with you. British writer and public speaker Alan Watts hit the nail on the proverbial, when he said this about life. In
1: music, one doesn't make the end of a composition the point of the composition. If that were so, the best conductors would be those who played fastest. And there would be composers who wrote only finales. <laughs> People go to concerts just to hear one crashing chord, because that's the end. <laughs> but we don't see that as Uh, something brought by our education into our everyday conduct. We've got a system of schooling which gives a completely different impression. It's all graded. And what we do is we put the child into the corridor of this grade system, with a kind of, come on, kitty, kitty, kitty! And, yeah, you go to kindergarten, you know. And that's a great thing because when you finish that, you'll get into first grade. And then, come on, first grade leads to second grade, and so on, and then you get out of grade school, you've got high school, and it's revving up, the thing is coming. Then you're going to go to college, you get into graduate school, and when you're through with graduate school, you go out to join the world. And then you get into some racket where you're selling insurance. And they've got that quota to make. And you're going to make that. And all the time, the thing is coming. It's coming, it's coming, that great thing, the the success you're working for. Then when you wake up one day about 40 years old, You say, my God, I've arrived. (laughs) I'm there. And you don't feel very different from what you always felt. And there's a slight letdown because you feel there's a hoax. And there was a hoax. A dreadful hoax. They made you miss everything. We thought of life by analogy with a journey. With a pilgrimage. Which had a serious purpose at the end. And the thing was to get to that end. Success or whatever it is. Or maybe heaven after you're dead. But we missed the point the whole way along. It was a musical thing and you were supposed to sing or to dance
0: while the music was being played. People don't sing or dance while the music of life is being played because people spend most of their life busy for the benefit of other people like their teacher or their boss. Even if they don't have a boss, they are still working for the same person everyone's working for. The taxman, the energy company and the building society. As the Beatles sang. I'm the taxman and you're working for no one but me. Everyone's working for somebody else and nobody's living for themselves. At the root of all this is the idea that success and the money that comes from success can buy happiness. People chase happiness as the goal which needs to be attained while foregoing happiness in the moment. Of course, this happiness is rarely achieved as the more successful you are, the busier you are and the less time you get to spend the money you've earned to achieve and experience that happiness. In fact, the more successful you are, the harder you will have to work to achieve the success and the more stressed you are likely to be. People work hard for decades until retirement when the vast majority have paid a pittance of a pension, despite paying into the pension fund all their working life, which gives them the choice between being warm or fed. At this point, many consider the question, What's it all about? And what have I been working for? If they are honest with themselves, they will realise they have been working merely to survive, to exist and not to live. Life should be renamed existence for many people. People hardly live at all in this world. I acknowledge that there are important jobs which need to be done, and some are lucky enough to do jobs they love, and even jobs that make a positive contribution to society in people's life. But an honest look at life for the vast overwhelming majority would suggest that the opposite is the case. Is this really all we are capable of as a human race? Or is there a reason for this mere existence erroneously associated with life? After half a lifetime looking at the world anew, I would strongly suggest the latter, and I will explain my reasons for saying so as the series unfolds. Thank you for listening to episode 1. Stay tuned for episode 2, in which I'll be discussing the nature of reality and the universe's mysteries.